Welcome to the Deep Bible Studies podcast, where we discover, explore, examine, and practice the Word of God. I am your host, Claudia Rivera Guevara, and today we will be finalizing our time in John 4, and we will be going through verses 43 through 54. So let us examine and practice. After two days, he departed for Galilee. For Jesus himself had testified that a prophet has no honor in his own hometown. So when he came to Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him, having seen all that he had done in Jerusalem at the feast, for they too had gone to the feast. Jesus heals an official son. So he came again to Cana in Galilee, where he had made the water wine. And at Capernaum, there was an official son who was ill. When this man heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went to him and asked him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. So Jesus said to him, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The official said to him, sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, go, your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and he went on his way. John MacArthur states, Jesus met the demands of the Galileans unbelief. So we talked about this last episode by healing the official sons, revealing not only his sympathy, but his marvelous graciousness in spite of such a faithless demand for miracles, because they very ironically welcomed them just to get some more signs and wonders from him, when that is not what Jesus was here for. Verse 51 then says, As he was going down, his servants met him and told him that his son was recovering. So he asked him when the hour he began to get better was. And they said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. The father knew that that was the hour when Jesus had said to him, your son will live. And he himself believed in all his household. Believing is receiving him, as John 1, 12 says. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Therefore, fully believing in who he is, fully believing in his name, that is what they are talking about. But what does fully believing in his name even mean? I personally feel like we throw around that word a lot. Um, believing can mean a lot of things and more so believing in what. Um, a lot of times we can say just believe in God, believe in God, you know, but um, biblically, what does that even look like, first of all? And I mean, God is real. So, you know, you, you don't just believe in something that is real. You know it's real. But believe in Christ is a different thing, you know? When he says believing his name, I think a great example of this is in Exodus 3.14 when God says, My name is I am that I am. God was directing himself to Moses as he asked how he would introduce God, his character, his being to the people of Israel. And John MacArthur explains that God says that his name is I am, for God points to his self-existence and eternality. You see, he, he was, he is, and he will be. It denotes that I am the one who is slash still will be. None is like him. Nothing is like him. He is so describable that he is indescribable, too grand for our minds to grasp. And yet this is the same God who Paul referenced as God the Son in Philippians 2, 6 through 11 that says, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God as a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, 
even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. And so when it says every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord, that is what we are believing in. That is what we are confessing of, that this is to the glory of the great I am. I have literally referred to, quoted, pondered upon this passage so many times, but I absolutely love it. The fact that the great I am, the one who was and is and is to come, so mighty and holy, he incarnated himself, God the Son, to bear the punishment meant for those liars, thieves, murderers, fornicators, adulterers, idolaters, depraved humans, absolutely bewilders me. He bore his own father's wrath. And the more I know him and I continually am led to greater amounts of awe and repentance and belief in who he is, who Christ says he is, and what Christ has done on the cross, taking upon the sin of the world, your sin, my sin, and being crushed by the very wrath of his father to death, he allowed it to consume him so it could be paid for. And yet he not only allowed it to consume him, but also defeated it as God himself, who is over everything that we have in common. I mean, we all have in common sin and death, and yet he is over that. He defeated that. What an awesome God. And the more I get to think about that, the more it just leads me to my knees understanding that the entitlement that I think I have as a human being just leads me to greater repentance and just awe and I honestly just love because I understand that it's not about me. So I also always quote John Piper a lot in his book, God is the Gospel. He says what he means by God is the Gospel and I just love it. So I'm gonna again quote it. It says, the highest, best, final, decisive good of the Gospel without which no other gifts would be good is the glory of God in the face of Christ revealed for our everlasting enjoyment. The saving love of God is God's commitment to do everything necessary to enthrall us with what is most deeply and durably satisfying, namely and only himself. John MacArthur states that faith, contrary to all of that, and that, by the way, means the inimitable to every false religious system on the planet, there are only two kinds of religions that exist. One is a religion of human achievement and the other is a religion of faith. And that is the true gospel. I mean, truly think about any other religion in mankind that does not, that tells you that apart from faith alone and God's grace alone, you are saved, not by anything you can do because you aren't good. This is not just a one and said and done, okay, I'll go into it and I'll sin however I want, but God still loves me. No, this is a transformation. Once you're in it, you do not want to go back to your sin and repentance builds up constantly. I can tell you from experience, I get more repentance every day. And yet it's beautiful because I look at the cross every day and I just allow God, I'm like, you know, I don't know. So this is it. Please do not harden your heart to this. What will you do when you stand before a holy God on judgment day? Just because you don't think about it, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist or that it doesn't have reason behind it. Please feel absolutely free to email us if you have any kind of doubt or skepticism and let us seek truth together. Faith is not blind faith. That is not biblical faith. 
the official right here had a reason to believe in the name of Jesus and he was skeptic and let's say that was not correct. But not only did he trust him afterwards because of Christ's faithfulness, not because of his own faithfulness and works, but he believed in the name of Jesus that it is the most holiest name and he is who he says he is. As we talked about, because the evidence was true and Jesus did heal his son. Far more than that, he recognized the message. This is God himself. The message is this. God, through Christ, reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that is. And Christ God was reconciling to the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. That is 2 Corinthians 5, 19. So we end with verse 54 that says, This was now the second sign that Jesus did when he had come from Judea to Galilee. How gracious is he? You can find more information on our website, www.deepbiblestudies.com, where you will also find the calendar to go along with the book that we will be studying. You can also find us on Instagram, at Deep Bible Studies, and Facebook, where you can know every single time we post a new podcast. Also, we have an email, contact at deepbiblestudies.com, where you can ask us any questions and we will be sure to get back to you. I hope you have a wonderful day and see you next time.